The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Oh, there. So, hello, hello, and welcome again, everyone, to Happy Hour. Lovely to see you, to be with you. So for today's edition of Happy Hour, I'd like to um, invite us to explore what it means to beautify our hearts, our minds and hearts, what it means to beautify. So we have the concept of beauty externally, beauty perhaps in a sunset or in nature or piece of art or music, a sense of appreciation and and um, what we associate. And of course, we have different measures perhaps of beauty and measures of beauty can change throughout time and, and history uh, for some things. Um, and And yet, what is the meaning? What does it mean? Let's explore together. What does it mean to beautify our minds? What is a beautiful mind? Well, one way to consider this in Buddhism is is uh, the word kusala, kusala, which gets translated as wholesome, um, wholesome and beautiful is another translation of kusala wholesome, beautiful, so beautiful states of the heart, beautiful states of the mind, wholesome. And as we, as many of you have been practicing with happy era for a while, and if you're new, yay, welcome, um, beautifying our hearts. We know that when we, when our minds and hearts are, um, are swimming in kindness, with metta, with friendliness, with generosity, with goodwill, with not ill will. There, there's a beauty, there's a wholesomeness, there's a goodness. We feel happier. A mind that is beautiful is happier naturally. Whereas if you if you find yourself in states of ill will or hatred or anger or impatience or dot, 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 fill in your your favorite uh, unwholesome or akusala, unwholesome, akusala, or unbeautiful state of the mind. Jealousy, there's another one. Um, yeah, the mind, the heart, it, it just doesn't, feels icky inside. It doesn't feel so beautiful, and we feel it. The mind is not so happy. We're not so happy when when our minds and hearts are not so beautiful inside. <clears throat> um, there is one, there are many similes, but one that I remember is that um, the Buddha teaching about, um, for example, the state of mind that is angry and has ill will, hatred in it. Um, the Buddha likens it to wearing as if you're, you're, you're wearing a necklace of um, of a um, snake skin, and snake skin is kind of that has been fallen off. You know, uh, snakes shed their skin, and it's not that beautiful actually. It's um, kind of dry, 
weird disposed skin of snakes. So so the Buddha likens uh, bedizening ourselves with the skin of a, a, a shedded skin of of a um, snake. So that sense of repulsiveness, it's not beautiful, it's repulsive. So um, a simile for how our minds can can be unbeautiful or beautiful. So, so beautifying our minds, and we um, turn towards beautiful, beautifying our minds with metta in happy hour. And of course, there are other practices that we engage in: generosity, gratitude, these beautiful states of mind. Also, there is the practice that I think I've mentioned at least once before, I believe. It's called Buddha Nusati, which is reflections of the qualities of the Buddha. And that's a way to beautify the mind and heart by recollecting these beautiful qualities, which is not just the external Buddha, this, this human being that, like us, existed, but recollection of the qualities of the inner Buddha, this inner goodness that we all share and have the capacity for so that it's not so external. We could practice it in two ways, externally and internally. So enough said. That's that's a lot of frame. So we'll explore some of these practices together and let's see what happens. Let's explore. So I'd like to invite you to land in your chair in your cushion, wherever it's comfortable, however it's comfortable for you to sit, and for your body to still have a sense of integrity, for your back to be upright, and yet for there to be a sense of ease in the body, a sense of relaxation. This is not hard work at all. Let it be nourishing. Let your body relax. Let your mind and heart relax in this moment. Let go. Let go of wanting things to be a particular way or achieving a particular state. Let go to the body receiving the breath. If thoughts are arising, can we gently say, not now? Releasing them. And let awareness rest with the breath. 
sensations of the breath in the abdomen. Just this in-breath, just this out-breath. Just this in-breath, just this out-breath. Just this in-breath, just this out-breath. Receiving, softening, relaxing. Taking refuge in this moment. Staying grounded with the sensations of the breath in the body. Sensations of the body contacting the earth. Our feet, our sit bones, our hands, the touch points. 
just here, simply here. Now I'd like to invite you in this practice of beautifying the mind. We prime the mind, the heart. Let us recollect, let us recollect, remember the time that you were generous with your time, with your patience, maybe with your affection, with your resources. It doesn't have to be a huge gesture, but just a little generous. That's sufficient. Bring the wholesomeness, the beauty of this generosity to your heart, to your mind. Let yourself be uplifted. Yes, there is goodness. There is goodness in this heart, in this mind. Let it uplift, beautify, inspire. When we know how good generosity feels, we tend to do it more. So really let yourself feel into the goodness of it. Don't get in your own way. Let yourself relish. Now let yourself recollect someone else, someone else's generosity. Could be towards you or towards somebody else with their time, their resources, their patience, their affection. 
how that made you feel. Not thinking about it. This is not about thinking. When you remember the instance, then feel into the feeling of uplift. Not the story. Let go of the story. And stay with the uplift. Beautifying the heart, the mind. In your heart, bowing to this, letting it go, and now bring to heart, bring to mind an act of patience when you are patient with someone. Maybe a child, maybe a pet. Maybe with yourself, you were patient. Let this feeling of patience wash through your heart, through your mind, body. Maybe you were patient on the road with another driver. A co-worker. Maybe with someone who didn't respond to your email or text in a timely way. You were patient with them. Oh, they're busy. It's okay. You have a lot on their plate. And now vice versa. Someone who's offered you the gift of patience. 
bowing to that, letting that go. Let's try another one on for size. Collecting when you've been kind, compassionate to someone, someone, another being who was having a challenging time. And you were compassionate to them, caring during a challenging time. as if it were you who who was going through the challenge. See how good that felt. It feels to recollect. Wishing that person ease, wishing them well. See how there can be a sense of brightness inside, goodness, uplift, recollecting with, recollecting this act of compassion. Now, recollecting someone else who has been compassionate towards you. You're having a challenging time. They reached out, supported, were kind, present. And feeling into the goodness of receiving care. Sense of connection. Of goodness in the world. Now bowing to that, now more traditionally, considering that there was a human being just like me woke up, who was a human being like me and woke up fully.
This being was kind, compassionate, wise. A sense of determination, clarity, so many perfections of their actions, of their heart, of their ethical conduct. Recollecting the qualities of the Buddha, a human being just like me, who fully awakened to his humanity. Letting yourself be uplifted if a human being like this has existed. Recollecting qualities as they speak to you. You can make up or recount the qualities that resonate with you the most. qualities that you aspire to. This being was calm, very calm, equanimous. That great, amazing stability through whatever challenges came about. being had the perfection of confidence. Also translated as faith, sada in Pali. Termination, generosity. As we turn to bring this meditation to a close, appreciating 
that there is a lot of goodness in the world. Wholesome states of mind, actions, yourselves and others, historically past, present, and future. Can we trust in goodness, take refuge in the goodness, in wholesomeness, in what's beautiful, and give it praise? May we cultivate our hearts and minds in goodness, beauty, kindness, generosity for the sake of our own awakening and the sake of all beings everywhere. May all beings be well. May all beings be free. Thanks everyone, thanks for engaging, exploring this practice. So I'd love to invite us to engage in small groups in this practice of recollection of goodness, recollecting one act of kindness, generosity, etc., um, etc., et compassion internally or externally. And the way we would do this in small groups is when goodness, when beauty, beauty of the heart and mind are recollected and held witness, they grow. So in the small groups, each of you is invited to offer one recollection, either something you received or you shared, um, offered. And again, this is kind of like a third-person perspective. It's not like we're singing our own praises, but... But as a way we recollect our own goodness, it can bring it forth. Or you can be recollecting somebody else's goodness or the Buddha's, like one nugget, one nugget of how this was for you. Um, and then the next person will share a nugget, the next person will share a nugget about this practice. Maybe it didn't work for you at all. Maybe you couldn't uh, connect with any any anything, maybe the mind was distracted and sleepy, and that's okay too. You connect with the fact that you hung in there, you're still here, and you can, you, so there is a determination, there is this, this sense of, this beauty of the determination of, and hanging in there. So, let's go reverse alphabetical order uh, with first name, and uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be kind, and um, see what emerges. All right, take good care. I'm opening the rooms. Here we go. Back. Welcome back, everyone. And we have time now for any reflections or questions. Richard, I see your hand. Uh, I don't know if this is to, to, on point, but I got sort of hung up when you use the word beauty, because I know that I do, and a lot of people sort of associate beauty with sort of comfort, for example. And I really got to the point that I associate, that I find beauty to be very challenging and demanding, actually, mm. and not necessarily easy or mm. you know 
just laid back kind of thing. And and I, I think that's true with the heart. I mean, I don't think the the in relationship, you know, that no matter how kind we are, we are necessarily we aren't necessarily simply supportive, for example. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I can kinda see where you got hung up, Richard. Um so so this is what I like to suggest in a way for you to relate to it. Um, as I was trying to frame it earlier, think of a time when you were not kind to someone. You were impatient, you were angry, you were just, ouch, you were not your best self and how that felt, right? It didn't feel beautiful inside. It felt icky, right? Now, remember a time when you were generous, kind, or somebody else was generous and kind. Oh, there's such a beauty. There's a wholeheartedness. There is a yumminess whatever word you want to say it's good it's good kusala it's beautiful that is the difference that's what i was getting you to to look at not it's hard and it's not complete and it's not 100 percent. no it isn't nothing is but that's the quality of the mind we want to turn towards thanks fred or ricky one of you it's me uh I was in each of the instances when I was thinking of myself being generous, doing something for somebody. Uh, in each of those instances, I, the person involved was appreciative. And I realized uh, that it felt like a, a gift to me that they allowed me to help. You know, and helping in, you know, sometimes small, but some other times ways that, you know, took some time and effort. And I was explaining this to, saying this, declaring it to <clears throat> to someone just the other day. And I was sort of, I was surprised as I was saying it, realizing how true it was. And that, um, and that I absolutely felt that there was a generosity on this side of the person who I was, you know, uh, uh, supposedly being generous too, um, I was getting every bit as much. Now, I, I do want to say, you know, I was thinking of people who were cognizant and appreciative, and I suspect that it feels different when you're met with indifference or hostility or obliviousness. But, uh, so that's my experience. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Fred. And, so wonderful that you are pointing out really it is a gift to be able to and and to have someone who allows you to who's gracious in receiving the kindness and and the generosity it is a it's a gift that we receive when we are generous kind etc it's it's and what if so son you bring in very interesting uh quandary what if and this this is the higher level training, right? Can we have the sense of expansion of the heart, appreciating our act of generosity, even if the other person doesn't even know, right? So there is no graciousness in receiving, right? So it's kind of anonymous giving, or they're even hostile, right? That that is even a higher. So that becomes even the higher level training. Uh, and and of course your your point um, 
is 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 well taken. Anything else you want to add? I really appreciate you bringing that in. Oh, I I don't think so. I mean, I was thinking of that because uh, recently I was speaking with a doctor who was doing some work with people who, um, you know, were really expected her to be doing this work. You know, this is it's your job. You know, you know, why should I say thank you? You're this is what you're paid to do, aren't you? And uh, you know, she she didn't like that, and I I wouldn't have liked it either. And I take your point that it is a higher training to do. And it sounds difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, we keep expanding our hearts, right? We start where it's easy, appreciation and um, offering our generosity where it's appreciated and then building up. Building up is the same way that we practice metta, loving kindness first, where, where it's easy with people we love, we care about, and then we extend to neutral and then people we have difficulty with. So generosity is the same way too. Yeah, same parallel. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate your reflection. Jamie, who's not in his car. Hey. <laughs> um, well, I was uh, fortunate enough to be part of a very powerful group tonight of two, uh, and I just felt so held in warmth and, and, and kindness uh, with my other groupie. So thank you for that. Um, she um, made me think about something, though, which is all the ways that um, we, I can disqualify someone else's kindness before they've even, even given it to us because they're somehow on the other team or they, you know, I, I don't like the cut of their jib, as they used to say. Um, their opinion is different than mine, so they couldn't possibly be kind to them, so I won't have to be to them. And that's, I don't know, it's, a, it's kind of pernicious because I sometimes don't even know I'm doing it. Hmm. Nice. Thanks for bringing so much clarity and also um, clarity, awareness, mindfulness, and humility to this observation. Yeah. And I wonder what you named, how many of us have the same pattern. We're all human, right? We're all human. We tend to do the same kinds of things, right? Do, Do we, yeah, thanks so much for bringing that into the space. Yeah, the discounting the act of goodness because X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But X, Y, Z could be, as you pointed out, because they're on the other team or as as um, uh, was being just pointed out by Fred, because they're supposed to, or, you know, it's their job, they're being paid for it, right? All these ways that, that we could be discounting somebody else's kindness and generosity. Yeah, beautiful. Aishwarya. Am I saying your name right? Yes. Perfect. Thanks. Uh, today's first of all, today's meditation was really beautiful. Thank you. Um, there were some parts of it, though, that I struggled with. And I think it's because I'm working on boundaries right now. Uh, and I st- really struggled when you said feel for the other person and feel how they feel because... Um, I spent a bit of my life being on the unhealthy side of that and I'm sure there's a healthy side how do you differentiate that feeling of um, doing it doing it in a healthy way versus an unhealthy way 
So if it's okay for me to ask another question so that I understand better, uh, so that I can a- address your question. So the part of the meditation where um, I ask you to f- remind me where what part it was. Let's unpack it a bit. I think there was a part, at least that's what I heard, where it said, feel that, like, imagine yourself being nice where you're feeling somebody's pain and uh, you're sitting with them and feeling their pain. Oh, so this is act of compassion. Right, right. So basically that is part of a practice of compassion in, in a way that we, um, not quite sure what I said tonight, but, but essentially the practice of meditation is when you feel with someone else and you offer them kindness right so so what um what supports us from not becoming codependent or boundaries or or jumping in with their sorrow and forgetting about ourselves is basically having compassion 360 degrees not just for them but also for ourselves so it can happen if you forget yourself then you can just jump in and and care for somebody else's needs so there's always needs to be the sense of a balance for them and for yourself does that make sense yeah it's i see you're saying yes but if you wanted to add more you're welcome to yeah thank you and one reflection in chat before meditation i thought that beautifying the heart implicitly judged non-Buddha-like qualities. But during meditation, I thought perhaps there is a way to praise Buddha-like qualities without judging the lack of them. Is it useful to to think of it this way? Ah, that's beautiful. So let me make sure I understand the question clearly. So uh, I thought that beautifying the mind implicitly judged non-Buddha-like, oh, I see, implicitly judged the non-Buddha-like qualities. During meditation, I thought perhaps there is a way to praise Buddha-like qualities without judging the lack of them. Absolutely, that's the idea. You you praise, you. there's a sense of what is there um, you give rise to, you give more rise to be by, tr- it's basically when there's something good and you turn your mind to it, you help it grow instead of judging yourself that there isn't enough of the good things because then you're just cultivating judgment. You're cultivating self-judgment and self-hatred and, you know, you don't want to be cultivating that. You want to cultivate, oh, this is beautiful. I can have more of this in my life. So yeah, definitely let go of the good qualities that aren't enough of. Does that make sense? So yes, that's basically what you said. I'm just uh, unpacking it some more. Great. And Izzy, last reflection. I've had issues with uh, patients, especially with myself, and it's kind of got me in trouble over the years. But when you were talking about the Buddha, it kind of grounded me. Somehow, I can't really explain it, but it's the, the idea that there was this other, this person who was, had these qualities that I didn't have kind of helped ground me in a weird way. Beautiful. It's not a weird way. This is the Buddha Nusati practice. It's lovely. I started actually with us and then went out. But... Please feel free, Izzy, to start externally and then start with the Buddha. Start with the Buddha to ground yourself. Um, to, and, and maybe that's just where you are. You just remain, you stay with the qualities of the Buddha because that can be so inspiring. I've actually practiced this with my uh, teacher, um, 
Venerable Paul Xaida and the way he teaches it is the classic way of recollecting the, the qualities, the beautiful qualities of the Buddha. And I just find my, I remember when I was doing this for, I don't know how many days on, on the retreat I did with him, I was just high as a kite. I was so happy just recollecting the qualities of this human being that lived and was wise and generous and kind and cultivated and and ethical it just oh it just made my heart so happy to yeah there was an uplift so absolutely Izzy just start there and stay there if that if that nourishes your heart thanks for bringing that in appreciate it great and Izzy was going to have the last word, but Claire, are you still there? Your camera's off. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm having can. screen problems. Okay. Um, I just wanted to throw this in, and I, I, I didn't know how to quite approach it, because it, this is not something I chose. I, I was introduced to giving service to others as a teenager by a friend's parent, uh, and I've done it ever since. Uh, in some way or other. And it really has become, I can't explain, I've had a difficult, the facts of my life have been difficult, but it has, it has sustained me through, you know, that practice has sustained me mm -hmm. through many, many difficulties that I can't even begin to tell you about. Um, and it, it's a gift. And I always, when people ask me for something, I always, try to be sh I try to do it if I can mm. my mantra is never say no to service mm. um, beautiful because it always leads me to someplace better yeah. and it's, it's generally a growth opportunity beautiful and that is and what you're talking it's about it's a gift Claire. to me that's it I mean that's it's so beautiful when you, you have this mantra or that you know never say no to to practice to to service and it's basically it's it's recollecting the wholesomeness, the good qualities of service. It's how beautiful that is in your heart. You're essentially doing some version. You know, there's a, of course, there's a relationship here with Buddha Nusanti. It's like, oh, the quality of service is so uplifting, so uplifting. Yes, it's it uplifts my heart so much. I know this, that I'm never going to say no, no matter what. So that's it. Thank you, Claire. That's lovely. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you all. Thank you so much for your practice, for engaging with this reflection, with this practice today. Ah, oh, my heart is uplifted with all your goodness and your beauty. Ah, oh, so much beauty in the world. Let us spread it more. Let us spread it. May you be well. May you be happy. May all beings be well. May all beings be happy. Thanks, everyone. And I'm going to invite you all to unmute, please, if you like, and say cacophonous goodbye. Here we go. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Danielle. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Nikki. Bye. Take care. Nice to see you back. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.